0: Welcome to Breadcrumbs to Passion, the podcast, where we inspire you with deeper and connected conversations for you to have fun and live wholeheartedly.
1: I'm Amanda Giebel.
0: And I'm Jason French, your co-host of the Breadcrumbs to Passion podcast.
1: And today we're at episode five, Pure Intimacy.
0: Welcome to this week's episode of Pure Intimacy. And uh, this obviously has been inspired by different conversations that we've recently had with our clients uh so forth and how people are impacted in their relationships currently
1: yeah not that many people are open to discussing you know intimacy because sometimes it can be one of those private topics that people don't really want to get judged about either so um, when people do bring it up, it is interesting, like where they're coming from and ha- and why the breakdown of of a relationship and how it happens. Mm. And I think that's the most interesting thing for us is that let's deconstruct why these the lack of intimacy in a relationship happens.
0: Yeah, it's it's really powerful that you say that because <clears throat> one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is when you break down intimacy, it's actually into me, I see. So that is one of the biggest challenges a lot of people face. It's, uh, you know, we're not in the stone ages anymore, where we once were the uh, you know, men actually evolved from being a dinosaur. And a lot of men these days, I know are struggling with the fact that they have to look past the primal part of who they are. And I'm finding that when you talk to me about pure intimacy, we're not talking about uh, intimacy that is actually in a transaction or because it's not really intimacy uh, that a lot of people see as intimate is not necessarily intimate. Uh, it's like I said, it's when you can see into the soul of your partner, uh, it's a connection. There's, you can feel the heart-soul connection that's occurring. And so like I was saying before, a lot of men are still caught in that aspect of, and you get this as well as I get this, where it's whether it's females saying to me, my man doesn't get it. Uh, And then men go, you know, there's only four things that I require and it's um, eat, sleep (laughs) and sex. And, uh, you know, like, and a woman she needs all these other things like she needs conversation she needs connection she needs a psychologist she needs all these different things and actually to be honest it's not that um, they need all these things it's it's literally about evolution it's about as you know women are really powerful in being able to rebirth things so if something's not working they will certainly let you know as a man <laughs> and it will be up to you either to grow or go, is yeah. basically my two mottos. It's either you grow or go uh, in in that particular scenario. So what, what are you picking up around pure intimacy? Well,
1: uh, I think we should start at, you know, like when you were just saying that into me you see. Hmm. So that technically is taking a look at yourself hmm. in the relationship. So, you know, it's very easy for us to project onto others and to say we're not getting this or we're not getting our needs met here and you need to do this better. But is that really fair? Because no one can give you that intimacy. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, but you can give it to yourself. And that's where you, that's the place that you have to get to to change the intimacy in your relationship.
0: Absolutely. You
1: to see it see what you need and be able to give it to yourself you know so if that's if that's time nurture care well then you've got to carve out time in your in your week to be able to do that you know have time on your own
0: absolutely i I'm, I'm think uh one of the challenges that a lot of people have around intimacy is around conditioning Hmm. And so I'd love to like delve into that because I know like you can speak on a woman's perspective, I can speak on a man's perspective, on the conditioning that's actually impacted maybe the intimacy in regards to relationships as such. Like for you or in general, with women, what do you see as their their struggle that they have around hmm. the conditioning that impacts intimacy?
1: Well, I definitely know for me, it was it's around trust. So I guess. In previous relationships, if you get to a point where, you know, at the start everything's all great and you know, like you you sort of have that trust with someone, but then over time that trust gets broken down and that could be anything. That could be, it depends on the way you are conditioned. So that could be, okay, uh, my partner's running late. Well, that's conditioning because now you've judged that, you know, he doesn't love me because he's running late. You know, mm. that's how simple it can be. And over time, these little things add up and add up and add up and add up. And we find ourselves just pulling back. So it's that drawback of all this chatter that's going on in our mind. Like, he doesn't love me because of this. Or, she doesn't love me because of this.
0: Mm.
1: So over time, it builds up, it builds up. And there's so much hurt and resentment and pain that it's very hard to trust that intimacy. Mm to be
0: intimate absolutely it's like uh I know like for a lot of men uh and, and especially myself uh, I think I've been very different in, in the way that I was conditioned or raised uh, as a man uh, I've I've never been a, a someone that's actually had to prove myself as a man Basically, I copped a lot of judgment because I didn't buy into the infatuation stage or I didn't buy into the transaction. You know, if you weren't getting sex on a continual basis, you weren't a man. There was something wrong with you. There was this, that, and the other. Um, the other thing that I was always challenged by is in my conditioning was I copped a lot of more projection from the outer world than what I did from my own family. Um I, I suppose in my condition, you know, I'm pretty lucky as far as my mum, uh, she always taught me to respect women. So I've always been about empowering the woman and respecting the woman. It's not something that I, I took for granted. And I always believed, and I used to, when I was in the limousine industry, I, I saw a lot of these different behaviours that I didn't see as acceptable. However, if you spoke up, out about it as a man, you copped even more like challenges at you. Uh, which which I found very interesting, even though I knew. But my theory was I wouldn't want someone else doing to my sisters or treating my sisters with with disrespect or my mother with disrespect. Mm. So why does it give me the right to think that I can do that? So these men, when they would go to different scenarios, I would actually say if that was your daughter, What would you do and they were like shocked and i said well what makes it okay for you to be doing that to somebody else's daughter now a lot of it comes from obviously conditioning of of how they, they were raised as well so it's it's been a big topic over the last number of years around this particular behavior that plays out and it has an impact and why i bring it up is i find a lot of men when they don't get intimacy what they believe is intimacy which is basically just sex at home they start looking elsewhere.
1: Yeah, and I, I just do, I think that's, it can go both ways there. I think it's not only men, I think it's, yeah.
0: The, okay, great. So they go, so obviously, when they're not getting that, because they're this in our conditioning, we're being told that if you're not getting that, there's obviously a breakdown in the relationship or this, that, and the other, something's happening. When really it comes down to a lot more involved than that, as you were saying before like there's communication blocks, there's uh, past trauma that's actually has not been processed. There's uh, the other thing that uh, I picked up was uh, the reaction that people go through is usually because they don't know how to express or they've gone through past experience that reminds them of that. So they will play out their strategies on how to uh, deal with the relationship, which impacts intimacy. So. Yeah. Everyone thinks I'm just not getting sex or I'm not having intimacy in my relationship is actually the problem when really it's not, as we both know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like my first question is, well, have you communicated that? You know, have -hmm. you had have you had a deep and meaningful conversation around, you know, the problems in the intimacy? Because if one person's feeling it, there is no doubt the other person will be feeling it but i think the scary part is what i've been picking up from conversations that i've had is that it gets past a point and it's like well how much more do i need to try you know yeah. like what what can i don't know what else to do like i'm lost and now my confidence is about 10% instead of 100% so now it's a confidence issue and also a time issue plus whatever else is going on in their head that's like you know all this fear Mm. so there's a whole lot of stuff going on as to why people are less and less intimate you know and you know i know that some people have ideas where oh we must be on a schedule you know i know we're
0: people- <laughs> scheduled like,
1: you know for it time- works
0: really well by the way i know people that had that <laughs>
1: well, each to each to their own like you know like we're not here to say what's good or what's not good but huh. um You know, it's, it's one of those things, but having a conversation is, is the first step. Like, let's go with having a conversation, but also in that conversation, be really, really vulnerable. Hmm. And, and that also can be a breakdown because people, because of that fear, because of that lack of confidence, people are not really able to get to that vulnerability stage where they're like going to pour their heart out. Because why they're already feeling like in this fear mode, in this like I don't know what to do, avoiding it also. Like what will happen if we have this conversation and it doesn't go the way that I plan?
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good point. It's like uh, it's leaning into vulnerability is what brings union, brings connection, and really when people are talking about intimacy. They're they're actually talking about connection,
1: yeah.
0: So what what they fail to see is they think it's the doing, it's not what actually brings connection. So uh, I feel like a lot of the clients, the females that I have worked with, the big thing that they always kept on saying to me is he just don't get it. I just don't want to be a source of release for him, yeah. And. And I'm like, yeah, I totally understand why you would feel like a, an object. Yeah. Um, however, there's also something there that men haven't been conditioned um, to understand that. They've, yeah. they've actually seen that as um, them being emasculated, them being, uh, you know, like you were saying before, it's uh, leaning into that vulnerability. It's like that's weakness. So, and being emotional, they see as being something, there's something wrong with you. Like,
1: yeah. So well I, I guess that, you know, that, that connection comes down to, well, there's two people working as a team. So how can you work as a, like a solid team without that connection? So if both parties come with their desires or what they want, there has to be some middle ground. There has to be some place where you can be both on the same page. So, again, it comes down to that communication and being vulnerable. Okay,
0: something we talked about um, earlier was around um, that helps people understand this. Number one is your love language. Yeah. So, uh, number two, how how you learn is the same with how you can support yourself in regards to, uh, understanding your partner's needs. So, for instance, if someone is um, a feeler, they have to be in a feeling. So, it's obviously a creating a space that's you know allows for that to occur. Now, if someone's visual, it's going to be very much about aesthetics. It's going to be very much around um, seeing you. Now, I, I worked with this amazing couple who were struggling obviously in their relationship, and I remember him saying to me. Um, oh, she doesn't find me attractive. So he went straight to the gym to think and and start running to think that he has to because she told him that she didn't find him attractive. Now, the thing that was really amazing after he'd done a, a workshop with me and some coaching, the thing that came out was his wife actually fell in love with him when she saw the way he connected with his children The way he was doing different things and she was like who is this man and all of a sudden she had this deep desire for him and she fell in love with him again it was like because she could see because she's visual yeah and he's actually a feeler so it's kind of interesting how this this actually brought union for the two of them and I think it's really powerful that people think straight away I'm not attractive so I need to go and you know, it might be cosmetic surgery or it might be this, or it might be that, it might be working out of the gym. Um, because of that, it's not necessarily because of that. Her visual was about connection. It was about something that's really important to her, which yeah. obviously comes into values. So love language, the way that you um, obviously communicate yep. be it visually, whether it be through feeling or whether it be auditory,
1: mm-hmm. understand
0: your partner in those particular areas helps a lot. Mm-hmm. what's another area do you think that
1: but, but wait what if people have no idea how do we find this out because we, you know how
0: to like- you find it out
1: <laughs> well <laughs> i know you asked me and i was like before you asked me i was like oh, i'm not really sure <laughs> <And> <laughs> it quite quickly worked out that i love to see pictures um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: i love this this is so good this is this is so good
1: give me a coloring book and some colors i'm happy (laughs) something to read for like pages and pages and pages i'm like "Mm -mm." and also i think the determining factor for me was i would i i like to listen to a lot of youtube but Mm. that might also be because i can see a picture (laughs) Give me a book to read. I'm like bored within seconds. Like, mm, yeah. this is not for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is interesting, isn't it? So, but see, these are the things that, I mean, if you're wanting to uh, understand, like you're hearing this right now and you can see us, you can join our group. If you want to see us join our Facebook group, you can see us if you're visual. Um, <laughs> but the thing that's really interesting about this is how you can literally change the way you're communicating to be able to bring a deeper connection to your relationship, get intimacy. Now, I'm not saying you do this as a way with an agenda that you're going to get sex or you're thinking that's your intimacy. That's not what I'm saying. Women are very good. On a man's perspective, women are very good at picking up on your agenda. (laughs) So It's like we're in the 2021 now. So what's happening is you're learning about divine masculine. So if you have a problem that you're feeling rejected, abandoned, it plays into your mother complex, uh, all that sort of stuff, because your love code actually comes down to all these different experiences in your past. Obviously to learn about this, there's people like us that you can learn about it with. Um, But when you say straight away, like, I'm not getting intimacy, it sounds like too much work. I'm going to put it to this. How much does it cost for you to get a divorce? How much does it cost for you to? <laughs> <laughs> how much does it cost for you to lose basically your soul in a relationship?
1: Yeah, uh, how much
0: does it cost you?
1: The, like you know the kids as well because when when couples split, yep. there's, if there's a kids or kids involved, well then there's total damage. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and they they then what you're teaching them about how they show up in those relationships, how they, how you connect with each other, you're teaching them. So that's what they will do in the future until they get taught to do it differently. And that's if they're open to it. So these are, you know, pure intimacy is about cleaning up you
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: understanding how you have maybe worked from a love code. That's actually not yours. It's actually your conditioning. Yeah. Uh, and when you let go of that and come into your truth of what is your love code, you'll find you will attract or it it will bring a deeper connected um, relationships. Yeah, you know?
1: raising that frequency, you know, you're actually interested about what's actually going on. So understanding yourself from that perspective it allows you to bring a you up to a higher level. And then, you know, your partner will match you on that level as well if you if you're both wanting to do or get to that place all this stuff that we are mentioning it just brings it up another level and when we're bringing it up another level it means that we can be deeply connected or have a deeper connection because we are more open and vulnerable and answering these questions
0: yeah absolutely it's uh it's being uh, it's exactly what you're saying it's being open yeah. Uh, if we're closed hearted we've got the walls up you're not going to get intimacy no one can see into you so if they can't see into you they're not going to connect with you mm-hmm. uh it's it's one of the biggest challenges that i see a lot of people face and like amanda said earlier number one it comes around trust so if you've got trust issues in your relationship uh for any reason whether it's uh you're still caught child, like your teenager you want to party and all that sort of stuff, and and, and you're not wanting a mature relationship, then I highly recommend that you not supposed to be in what we would call a marriage. Uh, yeah. That's not actually, that's a conditioning that if you've been together for so long, you need to be married. Um, that's completely, these are all conditioning things that a people uh, go through that then they go, oh, but I didn't think it was going to be like this. I didn't think it was going to be like this. Well, no, because no one's actually told you that. It's like, and then when people do get married, it's kind of like they lose who they are. So how can you be in union with somebody in your full essence of who you are, have that freedom to be yourself in that full expression at the same time in co-creation with the person that you want to? And I think the thing that came up for me today around this particular thing was, how can that person add value to your life?
1: Yeah, I think it all comes back down to self-love, self-care. Uh, you know coming from that place where if you are expecting someone else to do something for you you've got to find a way to be able to do that for yourself online <laughs> and that's where you start you know that's the that's the picture that i can see <laughs> interesting picture <laughs> If I would love a nice bubbly bath, well then I'm gonna make a nice bubbly bath for myself, you know, because I don't expect someone else to do that for me. Mm. So it's taken me it took me a long time to learn. Like, why is he why is he not doing this for me? Why is he not doing that? Where's my flowers? I'm like Buy your own flowers. You know <laughs> exactly. And now I do buy my own flowers and they look beautiful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so funny. I love it. It's kind of like um, how we treat ourselves is how we want to be treated. Uh, and obviously, if you're treating yourself in a sabotaging way, you're expecting your partner to treat you the same way. So if you don't trust yourself, your partner's not going to trust you. If you don't love yourself, your partner's not going to love you. If you're not if you're in that place of anger towards yourself, guess what? your partner's going to be angry with you too or else they're going to go why am i having to deal with your anger yeah. so that builds resentment
1: yeah so which we- also goes down the track again like in it, into the children as well because it's between the you know the parental dynamic it's it floats out to the the children it, you know and the vibes in the house are, are negative you know it's not loving it's not caring it's not nurturing it's hostile it's anger it's not nice you know it's frustration everything's yucky like that yucky feeling
0: yeah and unfortunately when you do that you're actually putting a responsibility onto those children to be able to pacify mum and dad Mm. and that responsibility then they carry into their relationships do you know what I mean like it's it's a massive challenge for those kids to when they become adults and they're going into these relationships. They will attract that chaos into their relationship when it's not actually their stuff. Now it's all part of growing, learning. Uh, we're not all perfect. It's all part of our life lessons. It's all how we have to do it. Some take us a little bit longer to get it, like me. <laughs> I don't know about you.
1: Me, I can't say that I'm. <laughs> perfect either but um you know and this is the thing each each year or each because I, we are willing to grow yeah each year gets better
0: absolutely you have
1: more of an understanding around why things are happening because you start getting really intrigued and you ask these questions because you see the patterns that keep showing up you see what reactions are coming from things that are done or not done <laughs> And, and so, yes, it's it's a learning game. But, you know, where, we, where I think the world could do a better job at is introducing this stuff as kids. So, yeah. you know, they can make their own judgment rather than seeing their parents as the be all and end all. Oh, well, this is just the way it is no this doesn't have to be that way you know like it would be nice to have some kind of learning at school to be go to to recognize okay this this respect you know that's not what happens at my house and then the child then starts making their own judgment and then can make their own decisions like okay maybe i'll i'll be more respectful rather than
0: it's it's really interesting it's really interesting around boundaries I think that's one of the big things that a lot of people don't get you know boys for instance are conditioned around learning about respecting boundaries and girls I've found have not been taught how to put in boundaries
1: yeah to say no
0: yeah to say no
1: yeah it's all that you know people pleasing and
0: yeah and it all comes around that that whole thing of conditioning again of what it and you know that conditioning not only comes from parenting it comes from uh, societal conditioning it comes from the media uh, yeah, you yeah. know the you know how girls are supposed to be and what a men are supposed to be um, it's all it's all that sort of stuff that c- gets projected out there and obviously as kids they are sponges and they take it on board to then try and fill that in, because if they are this, then they will get the attention of being or the acceptance or belonging as being this person, being a man or a woman. Obviously, they can be looked up or influenced and, and so forth. And yeah. uh, it's it's a very big thing at the moment to uh, for people to really delve into, uh, you know, the isolation and so forth. There's been more breakdowns in, in relationships than ever, uh, mm-hmm. so with lockdowns, et cetera. <clears throat> And what people are really coming forward to realise is the person that they thought they were with, where they used to be able to escape all the time, obviously through avoidance of work or all those sort of things, uh, or keep hiding behind the kids. The kids are at home. They can't go to all these different events. So they're actually stuck at home with this person and they're like, oh my God, what have I got myself into? Who is this person? And what you've got to realise is that your relationship, your children are going to grow up So your relationship, number one with you, is going to be eternal and number two with your partner. So if you are not able to learn how to communicate, express, uh, be intimate with that person, then it's a high chance when your kids grow up, you're going to stay in that uh, resentment, that disconnected and dissatisfied relationship until death do you part uh, for some people, which, you know, it's not necessarily healthy.
1: Oh, definitely not healthy and not a quality of life. Like everyone has the right to be happy. Mm. And why be unsatisfied and unhappy, angry? Like why get around in the world like that when, look, some people just aren't meant to be together. That's it. Or you get to a place where you've learnt the lessons from each other because everything's a mirror. So you've learned the lessons. Okay, now it's time to move on. It doesn't have to be this big thing. It's like, well, okay, we actually are not, we're not on that same page anymore. And life happens like that sometimes where it's like, well, you know, some people have to get out of a relationship to grow to that next level because some one of the partners may not be growing. They may be happy staying where they are.
0: Yeah, and that's, exactly. And that's, that's actually time. unconditional love is when you can let each other live your best life. And yeah, if that really is like one not growing and they're happy to stay where they are, then that's unconditional love for someone to step away from that. Um, yeah. Just like it is unconditional love for someone to not um, begrudge them of moving on. Yeah. So it's not what's done to me. It's always been done for me to either grow
1: mm-hmm. or
0: go. Mm. You know,
1: Love it. Love it. Love yeah. it.
0: So uh, the other thing, just to round up, is uh, some, just a little bit of insight for others to maybe understand in regards to the intimacy. Is there are three different ways, three different stages that we go through relationships, and the one, one, the first one I talked about was infatuation, and the second one is transaction, and the third one is unconditional love. Now, as you go through different phases, you will have to let go of all identities of phases that you've gone through of. Uh, conditions or um, structures that you have around belief systems uh, it may be behaviors that you may have around that particular area in your relationship so as you go through those different doorways into unconditional love obviously in unconditional love in your relationship for each other it's heart and soul there is no conditions on uh, your relationship which means that you actually have that freedom to be yourself in co-creation it's heart and soul. Now that doesn't mean to say you don't have boundaries and allows everyone to go and cheat on each other and all that sort of stuff. That's not what unconditional love is. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally, you've done that work. Like Amanda said before, you've done that work on yourself and you totally understand who you are and what you stand for, not only as yourself as an individual, but in, in also in a relationship. Uh, and so there are things that I think that you need to be completely aware of to invest in that. If you're needing intimacy that comes from a pure place in your relationship and you're prepared to invest in that then that's something that i highly recommend you go on that journey of self-discovery for yourself Of what really makes you tick and what is your code of love what is your understanding of of love or intimacy and you know where women uh say uh, you know different experiences i've had when i was prepared to go into that feeling and they were completely avoidant of that feeling Uh, it was quite interesting because I always thought women really good at vulnerability and I learned they're not good at it at all. (laughs) That was a misconception that I had. I used to think, oh, women are really good at vulnerability and men are really terrible. And when I went into that place of being vulnerable and they were terrible at it, it was a different story. I was like, wow, this really opened my eyes. So yeah. what it is, is it takes, what I'm saying, it takes one person to lead the way and be courageous in, in going down that path if that's what you want to do.
1: Yes, yeah, I agree. Like you asked some <laughs> some of my ex-boyfriends how vulnerable I was. And look, they're going to say I wasn't at all, yeah. which is completely true because <laughs> I wasn't prepared to face my my own music. And until I did that, You know and i stand here today and i and now i because of the past hurts and the past relationships that i've had i'm at a place now where i just know what i will and won't accept yeah but it's been a long journey and it's been a painful hard journey (laughs) (laughs) it hasn't hasn't been a yippee fun roller coaster let me tell you (laughs) no but
0: i'm saying that there are tools today that we can obviously help you with so if that is something that you do want please feel free to reach out uh, we'd love to be able to support you. Uh, yes. Three things that I I think we can wrap up today with. what What are your three things that you would like to share?
1: Three things. Yeah. Um, so getting back to self-care yeah. um, and being vulnerable with yourself maybe first before if you if you're feeling like that that lack is there with the partner, be vulnerable with yourself. asking those questions. What do I actually need? What do I actually like? You know, and sometimes these, these little questions might be hard questions for us to answer because we're so used to being shut off. So just being vulnerable with yourself um, and communication. It, it's got to come down to communication.
0: Absolutely. So the three that I, I, I really want to bring to the table as well with what you've shared... I totally believe in the vulnerability thing is if you're wanting vulnerability in your relationship, be prepared to be that person to go vulnerable mm-hmm. uh, because otherwise, and if if your person uh, person uh, rejects that, then you'll get a clearer understanding. It's not making them wrong for it. It's just a clear understanding of where they're at in that growth.
1: Yeah. So
0: the other thing that you want is the next one for me is like, if you are prepared to grow, be prepared that you may grow alone yeah. Uh, because in that scenario, it's, it can be challenging. And there's a lot of reasons why a lot of people don't like going down self-discovery is because they're in fear of being alone. Now I found the greatest place to be. If you're struggling in your relationship, you could be lonely as hell in the relationship. So it's going to be no different by you going down that path and learning about solitude. When you're okay with you, you'll be more than happy to add value to that relationship. And the third one that I think is really, uh, really powerful that a lot of people need to look at today, and that is to be more courageous uh, in regards to leaning into the discomfort of uh, letting go of that ego and leaning more into the discomfort of understanding and acknowledging, like you said before, if there's something that's not working, you have the opportunity to change it. So don't settle for just being bland you know Like yeah. connection comes with vulnerability
1: yeah and i guess you know it's always coming it always comes back to like if you are in a partnership what initially attracted you to each other you know like start because i would 100 percent guarantee that you're not doing those things that you used to do in that relationship you know when things were good so asking that question as well coming back to <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I just want to share an analogy I just got for you I just thought of that is that when people go into relationships they I think the biggest thing that they forget is that they think um, by going to the next relationship they're going to let go of the baggage and what they end up carrying is these big bags of all their lessons that they haven't learned on their shoulders and they bring it into the next relationship thinking it's going to be let go of and instead the other person's got something they're gonna hear. To- and they're going to bring all that baggage together yeah. and then you're going to try and find intimacy good luck
1: <laughs> yeah well look i'd like to phrase it a different way like yeah. the shackles you know dragging these big heavy things along on your feet yeah. and we've just got to cut those chains but again that's deep diving into that personal growth and understanding yourself
0: and that's understanding your lessons
1: mm-hmm.
0: as always <laughs>
1: what a <huge> topic.
0: <laughs> what's that
1: we can continue this for hours. I know, we could.
0: It's actually <laughs> such a great topic. And, uh, you know, it's something obviously we're working on behind the scenes to be able to bring something for people to delve a little bit further into. Uh, but we're not going to share completely all well what that is at this point in time because yeah. it's uh, exciting. We, we want to give you some of the stuff that can help you until that. But if you want to master your relationship, then obviously, uh, please reach out because we'd love to have further conversations with you.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: awesome. That's all for today. So be brave and be the change.
1: And what can I come up with today? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like how you your- today. <laughs> okay.
1: um, let's just uh, let's put an affirmation out today that I am worthy and deserving of a wholehearted, beautiful, connected, deep relationship. Absolutely. Let's go with that affirmation.
0: Sounds awesome. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to sharing with you next week and uh, watch out on the platforms if you want to re-listen to this this week's episode.
1: Yeah. YouTube and all of the podcast stations.
0: All right. Have fun.
1: (laughs) Bye.